Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Dirt Radio. Organic. Friends of the Earth. Activism. Underground. Political action. Necessary. Wind farms. Indigenous struggles. Land rights. Anti-nuclear. Nanotechnology. Climate change. Coal barons. Mining magnates. Activists. Educating. Communities. Transforming. Communities. Mobilising a sustainable planet. Get involved now. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Dirt Radio. And hello, you on Dirt Radio, a show presented by Friends of the Earth with Colin and Sam. How are you doing? Hello, good. How are you? Very well, thank you. Yeah. So, what's going on today? Well, we've got a special show today. Uh, in case you missed it, Friends of the Earth had its 40th birthday party at Circus Oz's Spiegel Tent, uh, not this Friday, but the Friday before gone. It's taken us a week to get all of the amazing audio together, which, Colin, you did a great job of going around and uh, asking people the important questions, like, why are you a friend of foe? What was your best arrest? And that was hilarious, actually. <laughs> it was really interesting to talk to everyone. Yeah, so... So, look, we just thought we'd give a bit of a background. I mean, Friends of the Earth has been going for 40 years. Uh, what's extraordinary about Friends of the Earth in Australia is that it's a non-hierarchical uh, collective consensus decision-making organisation. And for 40 years, it's been proving that you can structure yourself in a different way and achieve massive wins. So uh, Friends of the Earth has been doing extraordinary work. And then back in 2012, we uh, had our first attack under the old Labor government, uh, the Gillard-led Labor government, just to clarify. And that was a full comprehensive review from the ATO, uh, which we passed with flying colours. And then, of course, Abbott got into power. And we kind of had a feeling that he didn't like the environment because the IPA says so. Uh, and that was uh, laid out quite clear to us very early on. We were then investigated by the Department of Environment, which holds the register for the REO, uh, the listed organisations, environmental organisations that have charitable status. Now, it seems the agenda of the Abbott government is in complete alignment with the IPA, uh, which is to pretty much dismantle all charitable status for environmental groups because that, of course, will help their fossil fuel buddies lock us into a paradigm where we all die. Yay, cheery Monday morning conversation. <laughs> uh, so we had an investigation with the Department of Environment and we passed that with flying colours. Uh, we then had a series of attacks made under parliamentary privilege across the country uh, referring to Friends of the Earth. And then uh, we had another investigation by the ATO just recently, which again we passed with flying colours. Brilliant. But guess what? But no. guess what? It's not over. It's not enough. <laughs> it's not <laughs> enough. So now there's a House of Representatives inquiry into the uh, the list of organisations on that charitable status with Friends of the Earth sitting right in the crosshairs uh, of this attack. Uh, the submissions close on the 21st of May. So if you're out there and you want to put a submission in, now's the time to jump online and do it. 
Uh, and then, of course, there will be uh, hearings. So Friends of the Earth and hopefully a lot of other environmental groups will be presenting at these hearings about why these attacks are just unfounded and unreasonable in a time where, you know, if you've got a Singapore hub, you can pay no tax. Or if you're a right-wing think tank, you've got charitable status with no investigation. Uh, so this is really serious. <laughs> And yet, despite all of this, what I love about Friends of the Earth and the people involved in it is their capacity to come together and have fun. You know, if you can't dance, it's not our revolution. A brilliant it's, dance party and yeah. like meeting each other. Yeah, so it was brilliant. really awesome. So this party, just to set the scene, took place at the Spiegel tent. We had people there from the 70s, 80s, 90s, noughties, right through to now that have all contributed an extraordinary amount of work uh, to this loving and beautiful uh, selfless community that not only supports environmental but social justice campaigns all around Australia and the world. Uh, so, you know, whether it's stopping whaling or whether it's shutting down coal mines, Friends of the Earth has been with the community every step of the way. And I think what you will hear in this uh put together a piece that we've done is how much love there is for the work of Friends of the Earth. And sometimes you feel like a drop in the ocean toiling away against insurmountable dragon forces. So, uh, you know, a good reminder is, yes, we need to dance. Yes, we need to sing and we need to celebrate each other and be strong in community. And I hope this is the beginning of everybody out there. If you're not a friend of foe, if you haven't become a member or joined a collective to get active, Now's the time because we got, what, maybe 10, 15 years before it's completely doomed. Uh, so let's really turn this around and I hope this inspires everybody because we had a wonderful night and thank you to everyone who came. There are voices, uh, speeches in this piece. Yes. Um, just, just to let people know because they don't have intros to them. Towards the end of the piece, I think you'll hear Senator Scott Ludlam yes, talking. Exactly. Some of you will recognise his voice. He's the softly spoken gentleman. Uh, who has wonderful things to say about Friends of the Earth. Uh, Cam Walker also talks, and who's the campaigns coordinator at Friends of the Earth, and Chloe Alderhoven, who is yeah. uh, Lock the Gate and Quick Coal, amazing woman campaigner. And, and Dave Sweeney, yeah. I think, one of the legendary campaigners on anti-nukes issues in this country. So... Uh, and do we still have Dr. Jim in there speaking in French? Of course, we've got Dr. Oui? Jim. Oui? We've got all the beautiful friends <laughs> from Friends of the Earth also here. So thank you very much. I hope you all understand also like all the recording that's been taken while a uh, party. So sometimes like the noise, the background is a little bit noisy. I but know, those we're all gonna noisy really foasters. They're all having way too much fun. <laughs> and uh, and then I think, do we have the sugar-fed le uh, leopards in there? Yes, of course. We're going to enjoy some of them. Excellent. They were the main band that got the whole room rocking at the end of the night so it was a great night enjoy the retrospective and thank you for being a friend of foe i am my name's dave sweeney i'm very proud and privileged and honored to have been asked to uh MC this evening and i'm wrapped about that um this is great to be here with the friends of the earth standing on the earth on the land of Kulin Nation, on the on Wurundjeri land, right here, and where sovereignty's never been ceded, and where that concern and action has been braided and continues to be braided through all folks' work. I reckon to use an ecological analogy, Friends of the Earth is a little bit like the environment movement, social change, but Friends of the Earth in particular is a little bit like the coral reef. 
minus the dredge spoil. It's like the coral reef because it is beautiful, it is live, it is flowering, it is prolific and dynamic, and it's built on what went before. What went before that might now be skeletal and finished, or it might have moved on, is the basis for what now is beautiful and buoyant and is creating the next generation. hard work we put in everybody and it is a, um, a beautiful place and everything everyone said it's all said tonight and I just reckon we should party have a great time and happy 40th so having been at Co for such a long time I've seen hundreds and hundreds of people come through the place and in the upstairs office and, and interstate, as grassroots organisers, one of the things we learn on the job very early on is how to give a stump speech. And normally I can bullshit my way through things. I actually feel completely at a loss tonight. I've been very engaged by what people have said and it's been really, really fantastic. And it has been great to have such diversity of people come tonight from the different eras. Um, I guess... Reflecting on this, um, what drew me to Foe was the sense of community, the sense of trying to walk the talk. I think that we don't take ourselves too seriously, but we are very earnest in what we do. We really try to do well. Um, our commitment to grassroots organising and to actually being rooted in communities and working with communities and not just brand building. Um, our emphasis on environmental justice, our emphasis on good process, our uh, desire to practice solidarity in a very real way um, and our ability to think globally and our understanding that we need to do that. If we're going to get environmental solutions that will work for everyone, they've got to work for everyone. And we were lucky enough to be part of an, an amazing global network. So um, what drew me to FOE sustains me and we are still all of those things. And I really can safely say... We've never been campaigning better and stronger. And there's the stalwart campaigns. You know, anti-nuclear was our first campaign. that has been going forever. largely gives a damn about plantations, pesticide loads in our drinking water, watchdogging the forestry corporations and you know they worked for close to 15 years to get that 30,000 hectares protected in the Streslekis with almost no support and that's an astonishing testament to grassroots organising. How did you get involved with Friends of Dears here in Melbourne? In 1988 our shop in Brunswick Street at that time And after that, we moved to Smith Street in 92, so from 92 till now in Smith Street. And I've been a volunteer with Friends of the Earth for 27 years in the co-op. The co-op started out as Melbourne's very first food cooperative, operating, uh, operating out of a house in Carlton. And it really has survived those many changes in venue and structure and social and political um, challenges and upheaval over all that time. But um, 
really is a testament to um, the incalculable amount of time and energy and love that has been poured into it by so many people for so long and from so many places. And so, yeah, thanks to everyone. So what makes Friends of the Earth special? Everything. Friends of the Earth are the last line of defense for all of the things that matter. And uh, how long have you been involved with Friends of the Earth? About a bit over a year. Yeah. I'm involved with a group called Quit Coal, which actually I was quite depressed because I, I, all this stuff about global warming was happening and I felt there was nothing I could do. And then I joined Quit Coal or Friends of the Earth in Quit Coal and, now, and I immediately felt tons better because I was able to do something. It was fantastic. FOE is an amazing organization. It's so committed and there are so many people there who I think take their cues from values that are really important. Uh, they are very generous in what they do and they're very strong in keeping themselves going regardless of being, regardless of how little money they've got and they just keep going. So your name and why you're a friend of Faux? Uh, my name's Ruthie and I'm a friend of Faux because I think that Faux does some really amazing work. Um, a whole lot of their campaigns are really unique and they're doing things that no one else is um, able to achieve, like quit coal, for example. <laughs> also, um, Faux just has an amazing group of people and an, a really, really positive energy, which... Um, I'm drawn to and I think lots of people are drawn to and I find it really energizing to be involved and to be able to make a difference surrounded by such beautiful people. And Ruthie, how did you get involved with Quit Call? I got involved with Quit Call a few years ago because I was doing some activism through uni and I uh, just heard that Quit Call was an amazing group of people and organized in a really fantastic way uh, and I was drawn to the group because I liked that they did consensus decision making and worked as a collective and I knew that I could um, make a real difference by being involved rather than just like running coffees and things like that yeah thank you uh, hey I'm Emily uh, my favorite moment uh, at Friends of the Earth was when uh, the Daniel Andrews government changed the planning laws around the wind farms thanks to the work of Yes Renewables hey Fila uh, could you tell me your best arrest my best arrest uh... your favorite one My favourite one um, was probably walking into the Malls Creek mine site with a uh, 92-year-old World War II veteran, Bill Ryan. And um, I was walking alongside him and I, I said, um, you know, oh, do you want some help carrying your chair? And he said, like, you know, like, he's like, I, I walk the Kokoda Trail, you know, like, I don't need help walking and carrying my chair in. Like, it was just so staunch. That's such an amazing moment to get arrested next to someone so, so amazing who's already given so much. Okay, could you please tell me your name and what do you think makes Friends of the Earth special? Uh, my name is Kali Samba and I think Friends of the Earth is special because they're here to protect the land and they also help us in our fights, and which is, I believe, it's a very good thing and very good course they do. Tell me your name and uh, what do you think makes Friends of the Earth special? Um, well, my name is Jessie Boylan. The reason why I joined as I was a young woman and... Um, I found that they linked uh, social justice and Aboriginal rights issues together in a really powerful way, like not separating them. You know, these are the issues that if you're caring for a for country, you have to also care for the people who are part of that country. When did you get involved with Friends of the Earth? 
Um, about in 2005, I went on my first radioactive exposure tour with Friends of the Earth. <laughs> it's, a, um, it's a wonderful psychedelic dream. Well, it's psychedelic and it doesn't have to, even have to be drugs. Yes, I agree. Tell me more about what makes Friends of the Earth a psychedelic. Uh, Organised anarchy. How did you get involved with the, with the group and which campaign did you, you went to? I was an organised anarchist and I was naturally gravitated towards foe. Governments can't deal with climate change. I, I think the problem's way beyond government. So ultimately it's going to be down to people organising themselves to resist the um, dynamics that are going to unfold. The governments are, are the problem. They're not going to solve climate change for us. Sorry to sound cynical, but it's people take individual action and um, that might mean individual action against their governments because the governments are actually blocking progress on climate change, I think. What is the favourite costume you wear during a protest? So my lemon suit's very good, but that's for war stuff. But war and the military-industrial complex are very involved in trashing the climate as well. I think they're one of the highest carbon emitters known to man. Yeah. What is your best arrest? My best arrest? Well, I think it was the lemon suit, because I, I, the whole time I was making this thing, I was imagining the cops having me by each arm and leg and carrying me like this lemon. And then when they finally... They wanted me to walk, and I just went... No, 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 stand up. They said, no, no, no. And I just lay, I just crumbled on the ground and made them carry me by my arms and legs. So I won the day. <laughs> um, I think it's a very special place because it's so welcoming. People are incredibly kind and open. Um, I've been working at Friends of the Earth now for three years um, and I've always found people to be incredibly thoughtful and um, incredibly keen to know about who I am and the things I'm passionate about. And my name's Harry. Your name and uh, what uh, makes Friends of the Earth special? My name is Ziana Fuad and Friends of the Earth has become a bit of a home for me in Melbourne. It's a place where I can be in a non-judgmental space and feel like I can make a change in the world. Hi, my name's Kat. I think that Friends of the Earth is special because it is the most movement-generous environment organisation out there. All they do is give back to volunteers and the environment community. Hi, my name's Catherine Hurst and I'm a friend of Foe because they're amazing. They do just extraordinary things on an extremely low budget. Hi, my name is Nick Pestalatsis. Uh, what makes Friends of the Earth special is uh, the people, the diversity, the experiences and the opportunities that you'll never get anywhere else. All right. Uh, my name's Dania, and I first met Friends of the Earth before I even knew who Friends of the Earth were when I was 14 and used to ride my bike to school every day. And on the route between my house and my school, there was a vigil that was going on out the front of North Limited that was part of the Jabaluka campaign in the late 90s. And that was both my first introduction to activism and it was also the first time that I saw the public face of Friends of the Earth. And I was then involved in the Jabaluka campaign when I was a teenager. Um, <laughs> and it was actually quite interesting coming here tonight because 
I went inside and saw a photograph that I had never seen before of myself when I was 14, that same year, at the first anti-logging protest I ever went to. <laughs> and I'm now 31, <laughs> and um, I'm an environmental lawyer, and I'm still fighting hard for our forests in Victoria. Could you please tell me your name and what you think makes Friends of the Earth special? Uh, oui, je m'appelle Jacques Ver et je pense que les Amis de la Terre, c'est très bien parce qu'ils sont très radicaux et très something or other. My name's Jessica and I always say folk kind of accepts everybody in all their randomness. And I love folk. I first came into the anti-nuke collective and I was like, This is really full on. Like, there is very colourful creatures here. And I was one of them. And it's just like kind of, it's a place where everybody comes and everybody has a space, no matter what random kind of energy they bring. And I love that. Why are you a friend of four? Hi, um, I'm Anna. I've probably been a friend of the Earth since I was born. Um, and I've, I'm a volunteer with Quit Coal. And um, I'm 17 and I hopefully will spend the rest of my life being a friend of the earth and helping to protect the earth. What's the, the favourite protest you've been to? Ooh, probably last year, just before Christmas, um, we went to the AGL building and um, we wished AGL a Merry Christmas from Gloucester Blockade. We had a big fake gas drill rig. <laughs> Could you tell me your name and what you think makes Friends of the Earth special? My name is Helen War, and I think what makes Friends of the Earth special, the huge diversity of people that I've met um, volunteering. The mo thing that I like the most about it is that I feel that there's huge opportunity and also like room for spontaneity in events and for fundraising and for also campaigns that really matter uh, here in Australia and around the world. So... Friends of the Earth is doing some really good stuff and there are really good people involved and I would encourage everyone to get involved. I think it's a really, really great, great organisation and I'm definitely going to keep supporting it. What is your best arrest? <laughs> My best arrest? Uh, I got arrested in a group of nine people stopping a coal train in December last year. Um... And it was symbolic because it was the first load of coal that Whitehaven Coal had gotten out of the Moores Creek mine. You know, along with a group of other people, I felt empowered enough to take direct action, and that's awesome. Could you tell me your name and why you're friends of four? Um, yeah, so my name's Kat, and I am a friend of Faux because... Faux is the only group, the only organisation, the only people that I know that are really solidly committed to just making the world a better place because they want to make the world a better place. And I find it inspiring and um, everyone is incredibly friendly and welcoming. What is your role in Friends of the Earth? Um, I'm one of the National Liaison Officers and I volunteer with Quick Coal and with the Economic Justice Collective. How did you get involved? Um, so I was up at the Laird Blockade um, and I... Um, was recommended by Nicola from Counteract to come and check out Quick Coal. So I did that. Um, 
And then I just kept meeting all these awesome people and got really excited about all the things that were going on and got more and more involved. And um... My name is Sam and I'm a friend of FO because they are the most awesome group of activists in Australia at the moment and they are the only ones fighting against this crazy neoliberal agenda with integrity and on the front line and they are community-based and that's what we need is alternatives, not the same old, same old. So they were and I'm a friend of Foe because of that. Um, so my name is Chloe and I'm part of the Quick Coal Collective in Friends of the Earth and what I think makes Friends of the Earth special is uh, the attitude that we're just never going to compromise our values. I think that there's just a really strong ethic in Friends of the Earth that we think that environmental and social justice are intertwined and that means workers' rights, it means Indigenous rights and it means rights for the environment and I just think that Friends of the Earth has been amazing as an organisation that's just never compromised those values. Talking about compromising values, could you tell me about your best arrest? <laughs> My only arrest was um, when, as part of the Quick Coal Collective, we held an action at the Yalorn Power Station in Latrobe Valley, and um, the, it was a protest against $250 million of compensation that was uh, compensation for the carbon tax that was going directly to China Light and Power, the company that owns the Yalorn Power Station, and not to those workers, not to that community, um, and uh, not into rehabilitation of the mine not into renewable energy, but just straight, straight to those shareholders. So um, we climbed the Yulon Power Station and we occupied it overnight. We hoped to um, drop a massive banner that said government-funded global warming. Unfortunately, the weather conditions meant that we couldn't do that, but we did occupy the power station for 24 hours and I got arrested. <laughs> um, so I first came across this organisation about midway through 1998 when I was gearing up in a really serious way or I guess I'd been gearing up for at least a year for the Jabaluka campaign in the top end and I was very, very new to organising and kind of realising seeing this organisation on what an outsider might call a war footing and uh, actually internally obviously being something really different um, recognising that it's, it's an organisation obviously that does choose priorities and is bloody smart about how it does so but it doesn't do that through focus groups that it operates on love and not money, um, that it doesn't operate in silos, and that it has really amazing food was something that <laughs> was great. Wearing its politics and its organisational culture on its sleeve, and by politics I don't mean electoral politics, I mean actual politics, human politics, wearing them really, really proudly on its sleeve, and that was something else. Um, and that the rest of the movement has a lot to learn from foe about organising non-hierarchically in a really human fashion, not because it's fashionable, but because it's actually really bloody effective. And how do you survive as an organisation in this environment uh, unless you are a really effective organising culture um, because it works? And it takes an enormous amount of courage. People in this room have watched ecosystems be absolutely torn apart that you were trying to protect. You've watched country and cultures obliterated with mines and dumps. And as much as we're here, I think, to celebrate the wins, and there are very, very many, and this country is better for the work that FOE does. Um, also, I think, to honour the losses and what people have gone through, because frequently FOE is the last organisation standing uh, in front of the police line where people are actually being dragged away. 
I really want to acknowledge that, what it actually costs people and how important it is that you are the last one standing and here you still bloody are. at least in my brief organising experience compared to many in this room, has always been here for us. And so I hope you felt it when you actually really needed it after that hit piece on the ABC, that people were here for you. Yeah, that the community actually rallied around foe and uh, said, no, hands off. So that kind of attack piece on the ABC, this is an organisation that has recently survived two hostile audits and is the target of a really hostile Senate Inquiry, I'm sorry about that, I don't know how that happened. Um, so if you haven't joined yet, join. Like, Foe is always there for us. It is there for people who haven't even been born yet. It is there for ecosystems and species that don't get to vote in our elections. And so thank you for being a friend of Foe. Um, I just finished reading Naomi Klein's book, and throughout that book she talks about Friends of the Earth internationally as an organisation that has never, just not compromised its values, has never been co-opted by neoliberalism, um, has always stayed true to the idea that social and environmental justice are so intertwined that we can't fight for one without fighting for the other. Um, and I, yeah, I just think that it's so amazing that, a, that an organisation has been able to maintain those values. And I think that it's meant that there is just, um, there's just this spirit of foe and that spirit is probably embodied in one of its most purest forms in Cam Walker. Um, but it's also, it's a, it's a spirit that I see in everybody who's drawn to this organisation. I see it in Sam Castro, I see it in the Eubank, I see it in Lou Sales, I see it in everybody who's drawn to it. And um, I think it's an incredibly special thing and I just wanted to Thank every one of you who's contributed to FOE and created an organisation where um, where I can do the activism that I want to do without compromising my values. And I think that's such a special thing. So thank you so much to all of you. Hello Dirt Radio, this is the Sugar Fed Lepers and we love Friends of the Earth.